From the creators of Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, August 22nd, 2014, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by BarkBox, not NatureBox, BarkBox, a monthly box of treats, toys, and goodies that'll drive your pup bonkers, delivered right to your door. Each monthly BarkBox contains four to six awesome full-size products, including everything from innovative toys and gadgets to all-natural healthy treats and more. Uh, BarkBox is a great organization. They're actually committed to the cause of homeless dogs. As a rule, they give 10% of their revenue to local rescues and shelters across the U.S. and Canada. And uh, in 2013, BarkBox donated over $150,000 to pups in need through a number of innovative social good campaigns. So they send you a box of things for your dog to play with every month? Yeah. All the treats are sourced from the U.S. and Canada, huh. and shoes are sourced from the U.S., Canada, South America, Australia, and New Zealand. My dog so would love that. Yeah. My, my, my dog, my, my brother is a dog owner, and, and I, I bought him, his dog, a bunch of stuff for Christmas. It is very overwhelming going into a pet store and looking at all the weird stuff. It would be such a, a, uh, a convenience to have that curated for me. Yes. BarkBox, uh, their edible products don't include rawhide or anything processed with formaldehyde. Uh, minimal processing, no glycerin. It's really good stuff. It's like nature. Box for dogs, right? Plus or, toys, or it's kind of like bark, bark box, box for humans. Yeah, like that's maybe true. you just have a little nibble. Yeah, <laughs> well, relevant podcast listeners, there's um, no formaldehyde in it. So Barkbox is offering you a special deal. If you go to barkbox.com/slash/relevant, you'll get twenty percent off your first uh, Barkbox. And in, and in dog percentage, that's that's a hundred and forty percent. Barkbox.com/slash/relevant. You use times everything by seven. Everything in their world is times by seven. Yeah. Well, gotcha. here, here with me in our Orlando studios is Eddie <laughs> Big Cat Coffolds. It's good, good to be home over there on the ones and twos. Very, very stressed out. Our illustrious producer Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friend. <laughs> Poor Chad. We will get to, we will get to sweet, Chad's mental state Chad. in a moment. Yeah, fragile mental state. <laughs> On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia. That's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. All right, folks. Here's the deal. So this this week we're back. Normal show. Big announcements. We we promise some big announcements. You probably already noticed, and we sound a little different. Yep. I have a huge, gigantic microphone. Two, you guys. We, we have two new microphones. There's your big announcement. No, that's it not smells, the big announcement. It that terrible. is true. I it, think it's covered in formaldehyde. It thing smells awful. Doesn't the new it? mic, really? Ugh. Oh, well, there you, you go. You don't like new mic smell. <laughs> All right, he's used to other people's mouth odors on yeah, the old I prefer, mic. Yeah, I prefer the yeah. smell of lots of other people's hot breath. Yeah, at that, one time. like to me, it was just kind of a nice mix of like Calvin and okay. Adam and Maya and everybody. Just, just everybody. Years <laughs> of people on your old years, mic. Years of podcast magic. <laughs> years of flavor just marinated on that thing. <laughs> Crockpot, if you will. Okay, let's. Okay, so one of the one of the fun new announcements is back from summer vacation from Chicago, Illinois. Author and speaker Shauna Nequist is here. Good morning. Yay. I missed you guys. Finally. <laughs> and that means no more. Well, Joy's gone. Yeah. I mean, no. The other major <laughs> announcement from Portland, Oregon, joining the cast, Joy Egrets. What? What? <laughs> that sounded very enthusiastic, Joy. Uh, 
that came to me that just came to me. That was what I screamed out. I thought you like workshopped that with some friends and finally came (laughs) up with like... After the first what, I was instantly regretting it. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to do the second one (laughs) because if not, it just sounds like I'm asking a question. You you, you (laughs) can't bail out at that point. You can't go, what? (laughs) What did you say? Oh, boy, what? What? Okay. So, you know, everybody's saying, uh, okay, the big news, some people were guessing that Joy was going to join the show. You know, they're psychic, great. But guys, that's not all the new news. No, that's not all Uh, We are in the middle of rebuilding the podcast studio here to make it a video studio as well. Vodcast. In in a couple of weeks. (laughs) We use Scrabble players. (laughs) In a couple of weeks, uh, we will have, every week, we will have a video... Uh, a video experience uh, from the audio show. And it's not going to be a replication of the audio show. No. But we will have a video experience with all of us, not just the studio, but all the Skype lines and everything, uh, a video experience on our YouTube channel. And you can get, everybody can get their 3D glasses at their local uh, Walmart or Ace Hardware, 7-Eleven. And you will see us. We're going to be all up in your face. Yeah. Because Ace Hardware typically sells 3D glasses. <laughs> yeah. Ace Hardware sells so the magnifying glasses. They do. Yeah. I'm sure right at checkout. They do. Yeah. Well, well it, it, can I say one thing about that setup, Cameron? You're saying yeah. it's going to have mm-hmm. video, and you've got you've got all these Skype lines and, and new equipment yep. in there. I would just say this. It sounds technically so intuitive and easy to set up. <laughs> <laughs> it's plug and play. That, that, that I mean, essentially anyone could do it. Yeah. So you simply <laughs> go to the internet and go, I'd like to have it be a video podcast I mean, now. It, yeah. And it all downloads and works. I feel like the only way Jesse can say this is because he's in like a totally different part of the country from Chad. Chad, right Chad's about to punch me. I know. Chad is banging his head against a wall right now. Yeah. <laughs> or against Jesse's monitor. So, so uh, just a little visual so people can know what's coming. What we're doing here in our studio is we have mounted on the wall three large televisions uh, uh, that in a couple of weeks, each of the televisions will have one of the faces of the Skype people. Yeah, I think people... What? Have, if yes. you've seen, I did not know this. Yes. If you just type Mission Control NASA Apollo... That's what, it, that's what it looks like in here. I'll send you guys a picture. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, because it's not up and running, we just decided to go on the internet and grab pictures of you and stick them on the screen so we can look at you. Uh, Joy Egrich right now is riding a bicycle on yeah. one of the screens. And you're not even sweaty. It seems like you've been out <laughs> on the bike for one... I just Actually, I was stationary, and we had a fan on me, so it looked like I was in motion. You, you can't see, but the kickstand is down. <laughs> Shot right out. We had to scroll pretty deep in the Google image uh, selections for Shauna. We found a very impassioned mid-sentence screen grab from a television interview she did. Yeah, oh, no. that uh, was the one we put and that, up there. And that's full screen. Do, and then do you Jesse, have me playing uh, uh, basketball for the Villanova women's team? Because if so, that's the other Jesse. Oh uh, no, yeah, Jesse, <laughs> your computer. Uh, Chad took the internet. Connection, so we don't have a picture of you on this. Yeah. But we have a vague sense of what you look like. Yeah, <laughs> because I hate you so much today, Jesse. Now, I just took your internet connection away. Help me understand, sure. because I truly find out things along with everyone else. Yeah. So, Shauna and Joy are on the show now. Yeah. So what's going to happen is they are both very accomplished. Because I thought they already were. Then I find out now that they actually are. So there so, was a point where they weren't. So you know, Shauna went on vacation. Joy, it, we I met know. her. She filled in. But it went so well, we were like, hey, you want to hang out and stay on with us? And they, both of them, to their credit, are successful, accomplished people. Right. And they're both like, yeah, we like hanging out with you, but we also have real lives and real things that we need to do with our time. 
So if you want to be flexible that like if I'm traveling or something that I can't, you know, maybe one week I can't be on the show, you know, when I'm in town, I'm down. Let's do it. So both of them are going to have that kind of flexibility moving forward. Um, So one week it might be all of us and one week uh, might be just Shauna. One week it might be neither of them. Uh, It's going to be a little bit flexible moving forward. Like I'm sorry to interrupt. When you say just Shauna, you mean just me alone for the whole show. It'll be the Shauna Nyquist show. (laughs) Perfect. Good. I'm I'm looking forward to that episode. It's going to be great. (laughs) The reality is, Shauna, that Snavely's mom was actually asked to be on in place of both of us, but she turn them down so now we're yeah she backed out because i got um some flack from my mom this week for calling her the edward snowden of podcasting oh oh you did yeah she did she did not appreciate that no she didn't she asked if she could have a different nickname on the podcast and just to just to make it a a little bit better uh mrs michael snavely i told chad not to make that joke and he made it anyway and i apologize on behalf of the podcast (laughs) on behalf of the family (laughs) which Um, i now consider myself a part of well i'm really happy that you guys are officially a part, part of, of the, the show the that family. you were already yeah, a part too. of. Yeah, yeah. This makes me really so, happy. So then the fun thing about this like video thing we're going to do yeah. is we're going to tape and live like do live uh, streaming production of the entire thing that we record. The entire hour and a half or whatever happens. Right? We are? Yeah. Then after the fact, oh. it'll be like live to tape. After the fact, we'll go, what were the good three minutes from the show? <laughs> and we will take that. <laughs> if stand- there are a good three right. minutes. And we will take those standalone moments and throw kind of like video highlights from the relevant podcast on, on YouTube. So it'll be a thing of like really kind of a three minute bit or a five minute bit or a part of an so interview. So you're never going to see me give a slice <laughs> on video. <laughs> <laughs> you know, say, a lot of weeks, it's just the blooper reel from Cannonball Run. <laughs> so you know one week show if we're on our game we might have three or four you know video uh, outtakes or out, out, uh, exclusives from it and then one week if we're just kind of if we phoned in a dud we may have one or zero so who knows <laughs> is it a is it a voting system of what were the best three minutes or is this all up to you it's all up to or Chad. what it's right. all up to Chad it's that it's like that uh, show that people can vote in live and uh, you know vote up or down their favorite singer I wish I knew the name of the show so yeah. um, oh the, the, the show that was the most popular show in America for the better part of a decade. No, 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 not that one. The one where they do the live call-in. It's like a big deal. I think American, uh, Ludacris. American Idol, right? No, Ludacris is on it. What? This will not make the video part. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good example of three minutes. Uh, yeah. that we're going to be lucky. What if, not to do scenario. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Now that now the video portion would start when you guys start talking. Again. You know what's going to be weird is that like next week and the week after, like we will be looking at these screens and they right. will be interacting with. They will be looking back at us and it'll yeah. be like we're sitting around the table. Yeah. I got to say, what's funny too is we all like we were going to do kind of a beta test of it this week, yeah. and so. I'm dressed up. Yeah. I've you you clearly groomed. Right. I groomed my face and <laughs> your meatballs ain't free. Right. That's Jesse, right. when he called me, he said, Oh, we're not taping it. He's like, I put on a dress shirt. Right. Which I've now really? taken. Off. Like a collared shirt you put on? I did. Yeah. What wow. are we gonna, what is he gonna wear? <laughs> I mean like a that pack. just seems a little a little over the top. What are you wearing? I'm black tie, just if, if anyone's asking. <laughs> <laughs> classy, so I've got heels, a cocktail dress. It just seemed like the right thing to do. Yeah. I arranged something with Chad, and I hope it's okay. Uh, and it, it concerns me that he's not there yet. He may be outside the door. Someone pr- go check. I've hired a surrogate, like on Arrested Development. <laughs> um, and I got a text from him about a half hour ago that said he's there. Yeah. Um, so the man with cameras strapped on his head and wearing a Jesse Carey mask. Super Dave. 
if you if you if you shoot him away, please get him back. Oh, I'm okay. paying a lot of money for his services. Shauna, I assume you're just sitting on your dresser, right, with special lace shoes on. <laughs> I am. It's just it's what I do. You, Thank you. Yep, yeah. that's where you are. Oh, hey everybody. It's Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> it's yep. Wednesday. And I assume Joy's in a like a muumuu with a Washington Nationals hat on. Exactly. I actually didn't wear a muumuu today, but I'm not wearing anything classier. It's just a white V-neck undershirt that's so, old. So this, people, <laughs> is like the old theater of the mind, the old radio. We're describing things to people. Yeah. This yep. is theater of the can, mind. Can Chad add like a crackly overlay to this part? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have also hired a Foley artist who should be there soon as well. And we Please should all talk in those old-timey voices. <laughs> Look, sir. Oh. So, <laughs> You're gonna be a star. <laughs> you got a big future ahead of you, kid. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of ground we have to cover. There's a lot of things we need to catch up on. A lot of a lot of uh, things I need to catch up on. What do you mean? Well, I miss Shauna desperately. No, I know I that's exactly oh, it. So Chad and I have prepared. We knew that you were going to ask Shauna a lot of questions about her <laughs> summer anyway. So Chad and I are ready. He made a jingle. Now it's time for Eddie asked Shauna about her summer. <laughs> All right, uh, Shauna. So when you last left us, and we'll say left me, um, you were on your way to vacation. Tell me about vacation. It was great. We were in Michigan Mm -hmm. on the beach, and it was like so much family, kid, swimming, boating. It was super fun. We had a great time as a family. And what I really wanted to do there was, you know how like you can go to a different location and still be your own, your, that same like working stressed out self because you have your phone with you wherever you go. Yes. Um, I was really determined to not do that. I was determined to not be like same old worky Shauna, but just on the beach. And it was great. We had a really, really good time and I'm really thankful for it and made a lot of great memories. And Okay, because we had talked before you left that you were hoping, like there have been times where it's like you brought in uh, like friends and you did kind of like work, not work, and you were going to try to like put up that boundary. Do you feel like you got on the other side of this and you had you had that space? Yeah, I feel like I was maybe the laziest person who has Good. ever lived. Good. I mean, I was like, like I, I feel think you, even, like, My friends and family knew that that's what I was trying to do, and they were like, "Whoa, oh, whoa!" Like, <laughs> like it's oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of takeout, uh, a lot of pajamas, a lot of like filthy, dirty children. Where we were like, "What?" I feel like they were in the lake on Wednesday. That counts, Funny, right? Like that you're kind of describing Jesse's life. Just a lot of takeout, <laughs> a lot of pajamas. I'm always surrounded children. by dirty children. <laughs> <laughs> we were those dirty, dirty people, and it was great. But then, Shauna, the other thing, too, is obviously is ramped up because there's been a lot of book chat. Like you sent off the contract. I saw a picture of your feet next to the contract or something. <laughs> yeah. Do you dance yeah. around it? I was picturing that. I, just, I was on my way out to the mailbox, and I thought, oh, I should take a picture. And so I was like standing in my entryway. The story is she has an unforgeable signature because she signs it with her toes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like my it's like my left foot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, one of my, it's one of my skills. It's fine. Hold on. The guy in my left foot, he, he could use his hands too, right? Daniel Day-Lewis. What was the deal with that? What? My left foot. Have we not seen that movie where <laughs> he like, had to movie. scoot around? Well, <laughs> is that the guy who is that the guy who played the guitar for the Pope in the 70s with uh, his feet? Oh. What's happening right but, now? So much. The interesting thing though, Shauna, is that you walk out to the mailbox bare feet, yet you have that nice of feet. <laughs> <laughs> I do spend a lot of time barefoot. That's another one of my big summer priorities. Oh, yeah. it's barefoot feet. Yeah. So yeah. you sent off a contract. When does the book come out? 
Well, I'm first going to start writing it in September. <laughs> oh, is that how it works? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, but for, I have a devotional coming out in February of this year, maybe not February. I think I'm supposed to stay a spring in case I can't get my act together for February. Huh. And then the next spring, kind of the big book will be out. And then the next fall, another one after that. So um, I've got, you know, some work do to do. Do you know at all what the big book is going to be about? Of course. I, I do. You say, um, of course. It's not written. No, but you get paid for an outline, a pitch, a, a, a whole... They're buying I, into your idea. I don't know this, just oh. so that you know. Is, so I'm assuming... That is true. And also, sometimes a, an author or a publisher will come to you with a blank contract. And that's sort of what happened this time around, is they were like, just we want to get you under contract and you let us know what it's about, which is really cool. Um, so technically speaking, I didn't have to know, but I do um, because I'm going to start working on it in two weeks. So it'll be called, I think, Present Over Perfect. Oh. Um, something like a spiritual journey from exhaustion and comparison to passion and compassion. Huh. I know that's like uh, 50 words too many for a subtitle. So we're going to work on that, but um, I'm really excited about it. And I'm excited. Mostly what I've always done is I pick a topic that I want to learn and live. And then I write about it along the way. So this is like right where I'm at. It's not something I'm an expert in. It's something I'm really trying hard to figure out. What does it mean to not live such a pressure filled comparison oriented, competitive achievement oriented life? What does it mean to truly practice grace and rest and a full life that's more about connection than um, competition. So I'm working on it and I'm excited to write about it. So there that you go. That's, that's cool. what I will be doing I'm for ex- the next many, many months. I'm excited to read yeah. that. I'm excited for you. I, I have you. a question. Eddie, I know this is your interview, but can I interrupt? No. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll just keep going. It's okay, Joy. Um, so <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Joy. come on, Joy. No, pass, pass on that. I have another one. <laughs> no, um, no. My question is like, when I hear you saying that, like, I feel like I start ha- having heart palpitations to know that you have like three things that you're in contract for. Does that like energize you to know those things are coming down the pipeline or do you, does it cause like, um, a feeling of entrapment? <laughs> You know what? Um, and I love that's a great question. What I've learned over the last couple of years is what causes the 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 kind of panicky entrapment feeling is a really full speaking calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, um, writing is my deal, and it makes me happy, and it makes me healthy, and it brings out the best in me. So, like, I I could sign fifty book contracts for the next fifty years and sleep well at night. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 speaking events. And I start like, I got to go to the treadmill. And I have to do something about my eyebrows and I have to learn public speaking skills. Like that's the stuff that makes me crazy. Mm-hmm. So um, the book stuff feels really, really good. And everything else is sort of what wakes me out. So, so I feel great. And being so kind of having such an aggressive publishing calendar for the next couple of years means I get to say no to a lot of that speaking stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, Hey, I'm like legit busy on this book stuff which is yeah. like a dream to me. I'm really thankful sense. for that. Shauna, that's, that's very cool. cool. Hey, Eddie, Eddie, did you hear her say that was a really good question? I just wanted you to. And <laughs> I did hear her say that. Um, I don't know that it was I, I, that yeah, right. I, Before I, I answer your question, bad. Joy, let me just say this is such a better question than all of Eddie's. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. now let me jump into the answer. But real quick, hold on. <laughs> Listeners should know, full disclosure, Joy, okay. is that number one, you hate writing and, Joy, and Shauna loves writing. And, yeah. and, and Joy, you had, a, you had a book deal with a major publisher, wrote the book, and then pulled the plug on it, correct? <laughs> no, yes. you didn't. Yeah. yeah. It was supposed to come out uh, within the last month. August first. Yeah. And where where is it right now? It's like like <laughs> in your bedroom. Like wh- what's going on? Um, it's on my computer, which as part of me gets a little nervous because I got a new computer and I uh, was working on the last couple chapters again. I just kind of went back to them, and 
and then realize that my like, what's that like time camp capsule backup is like no longer working. So should my computer die? <laughs> Why don't you just transfer uh, that thing to Google Docs? Or maybe just print a hard copy. That would make me feel better. Just any number of things to, <laughs> to, to just you know, back You know up. what I would do if I were you, Joy, in all seriousness? I would get get writing on one that's foot written, <laughs> and then you'll have a hard copy for us. <laughs> yeah. I love it when Jesse says, in all seriousness. That's what I'm saying. We have these two accomplished people on the podcast yep. doing totally, like Joy's drawn toward, I would, I'm putting words in your mouth, like, like more the probably the speaking side of things, but not the writing. But you do write, but you don't love it. And Shauna writes and loves it, but she speaks, but doesn't really love speaking, but she still speaks too. Am I? Is that fair? So together we make one extremely happy person. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no, I was gonna say we're like super. Um, when I went to Disney World uh, with my friend Lindsay, there was like this thing where. Um, like you could, you could answer these questions and they would tell you what Disney like princess you would be. And like more than anything, I just wanted to be Belle from Beauty and the Beast. But every time I did it, I got, um, lady from Lady in the Tramp. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> well, who's not a even a princess. Yeah. I was like, not the even, yeah. I mean, I don't know, it was dog. like a Disney character and I, and maybe I got Tramp. I don't know. I just remember it wasn't a human <laughs> and I was so bummed. I kept trying. And so then I grabbed my friend, Lindsay, who we are like Shauna and I have very different, you know, likes and interests. And we answered one question after the other. And then it said that we were Belle. And I think I started weeping. So that's kind of like us, Shauna. It is. Together you're Belle. Belle. Together we're Belle. (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah. And just on a related note, Jesse and I are going to be co-authoring a graphic novel. Uh, We got an open contract for that and we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's very very dark and very strange. Yeah, it's about what Disney character. Do you think you guys would be together? Well, what Disney princess I think I would be (laughs) is, I mean, I did play Beast of Beauty and the Beast in uh, in eighth grade. What did you? Do you still have the costume? Please tell me. I don't. They let me tell you the truth of this is I played the Beast and um, what it (laughs) was. Sorry. I have to see this. I just became pre-embarrassed of what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> pre-embarrassed. Uh, I like that. So, you know, I got it because I have a, a voice. I, other people have said I have the voice of an angel. I don't know if I agree <laughs> or disagree with that, but I think I agree. Uh, Did you, so, you know, some people just say those are astonishing pipes. Um, yeah. A lot of different comments, but continue. I'm I, the I Aretha Franklin of our generation is yeah, okay. what I've been told. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so they put on, I, I get the Beast costume, and uh, it's basically a dog with a blue jacket on. <laughs> and okay. it was the worst thing I've ever worn. And it was like was a Was it huge, like a homemade costume? No, it was like rented from like a really gross costume shop in St. Petersburg. Years of podcasters had worn just it. Just gross. And it's yeah. got like this big head on it, and yeah. I'm wearing like it's, this earpiece underneath and just drenched in sweat. Um, as I'm dancing around with Belle and doing uh, doing the waltz, it was you, so you were like a big blue jacket wearing dog dancing around with Belle. <laughs> I think that is exactly what it would be, and then it would be, you know, like you know, the little part would come in, and I'm just trying not to like pant because I'm so freaking hot in this thing. And but I think my like little our part relevant Christmas party just became a costume party. Yeah, I yeah. think so. it needs and, to and be. And Shauna, you and I are in one joint costume. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Siamese. Obviously we're Belle together. Siamese princess. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have a request. I have a request. I'm There's ready. a little thing that I love on Instagram called Throwback Thursday. Yep. I know. Yeah. But I, I'm making two serious requests and anyone on Twitter can feel free to join in and make this request as well. Eddie 
a picture throwback Thursday in your beast costume. I will do it. And I can. then Cameron uh, throwback Thursday of his childhood doll. That was him. Wait, I, I can't find it. Wait, it's what? gone. You can find him. Ask your you, mother. You, his grandmother handmade a doll that you lost. Uh, Cameron. It's, it's, it's sitting in your chair in your office That's right amazing. now. That's he awesome. pretends to be Mr. Cameron CEO when Cameron's <laughs> recording the podcast and he makes big decisions about his little magazine. <laughs> you know, but Eddie, Eddie, if you don't can't find a picture of yours, you could reenact it. Listeners don't know, you are now the size you were in 8th grade. You have continued to shed weight. I, I really he walked have. into the office today wearing some classy, nice-fitting dungarees. Which who says that? <laughs> Fancy jeans. The guy looks like an Adonis all of a sudden. Bugle He's boys. like Chris Pratt over here. Just like unbelievable. His body's a temple. We all know that. Oh, I'm getting ready for the vodcast. I'm very insecure and I don't want to look like just because you all are very good looking. I mean, everybody's beautiful. And he just I, glanced up at the picture of Joy I, on a bicycle. I, I don't want to. I don't want to be fifth wheel on this thing. You know, I don't want to be clearly the guy that was supposed to be on a radio show that got sucked into the vodcast. Right. So the, the, um, the guy, the guy whose lead performance was wearing a, a dog costume with a blue coat. I do feel a little bit the the vodcast thing. It, you know, I, I feel like some of my great love for podcasting is that I can do it laying on my floor in my pajamas. This is ruining everything. No, no, it can't. You still can't. People want the authentic experience. Come on now. I don't mm. know if they want. Uh, okay. I don't know if they do. <laughs> what I would like is for us to just send a group text maybe the night before and uh, show up wearing coordinating outfits. Yes. <laughs> yes. I would like that. Like like the uh, Brazilian tourist groups at Disney. Yeah. Yes. I will tell you there were two bells in the eighth grade production of it because one was a really good dancer. Okay. And so she would dance. But then Taylor Wilson was a really good singer. Stop it. Uh, and But she couldn't dance. And so I was, they only needed one me because I was. Which one did you get a kiss or did you get kiss both of them? Well, I mean, my face was about four feet away from the actual dog's mouth. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't have really mattered. <laughs> yeah. Remember, he's wearing a massive dog mask at the time. I forgot. I forgot. I, I'm, I'm envisioning McGruff the crime dog. Is that? It's more like, uh, more like a, don't think that kind of dog. Think more like a, um. What's the real wrinkly, cr cruddy looking dogs with the <laughs> smashy faces? Yeah. Uh, pu yeah, yeah. Uh, not pugs. pugs? Uh, no. Uh, Come Thursday, you're not going to have to envision anymore. It'll be there. I'm going to I'm gonna look. It's locked somewhere. I mean, I know I don't have a copy, but I, I imagine uh, Madre does. So we'll take a look and see what That's they That's awesome. Well, uh, we have a great show in store for you today. Uh, coming up later, we have an interview totally in line with the sort of stuff we've been talking about. We have an interview with Tim Keller coming up. A fascinating conversation about, about Jesus, actually. And uh, I just uh, I just came across a pretty <laughs> shocking, strong, strong regret that I didn't make a tie in with BarkBox with the whole beast thing. Yeah, oh, oh, right. that's too bad. You really, you really dropped the ball. Last, set you up again. Last week I tweeted a joke about four days later that I wish I would have made. T this Tim Keller actually says the joke, so don't worry. Tim loves. <laughs> if there's anything I know about Timmy, it's that he loves, loves BarkBox. Bark BarkBox and callbacks. He loves. And he's loves silly. Him. Yeah, just silly. He's just <laughs> he's just winsome. Right? <laughs> uh, coming up first year. Entertainment releases music coming out on Tuesday, August 26th. Shovels and Rope is coming out with Swimming Time. That makes sense. Uh, rope swings and yeah. shovels to dig the swimming hole. It's a nice summer uh, album. Uh, Jay Masick is coming out with Tied to a Star. Ty Siegel is coming out with The Manipulator. Hey, I've been called that. Uh, Symbols <laughs> Eat Guitars wow. come out with Lose. 
Wow. <laughs> Joy, you want to take that one or should I do get that? Get personal, minute. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was texting you, Eddie. Oh, good. <laughs> Joy and I have actually been texting jokes the whole show, so it's really enjoyable. <laughs> Share them with the group, or it's like passing notes in class. It's not fair. It is, and I was known for that. <laughs> uh, movie releases coming out on Friday, August 29th. The Congress with John Hamm, Paul Giamatti, Robin Wright. It's coming out. Uh, is that about the the Continental Congress? Is it a historical biopic? Well, Paul Giamatti's in it, so probably. It's probably historical boring. I haven't seen anything about it. John Adams Part 2. Okay. Uh, and and right. also coming out, right. Life of Crime with Jennifer Aniston and Ty Burrell. Okay, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. You're listening to The Stripes, not The White Stripes. The song is Blue Collar Jane. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard The Rival. The song is Death of Me. I love that song. Uh, That song you will find on the new Relevant Collection, Volume 14, which is available now, free for subscribers. Uh, Anybody can stream it. Subscribers get to download it. Uh, You can head over to uh, relevantmagazine.com. It's at the drop. You can click it right there. But that, that song by The Rival, Death of Me, is pretty awesome. And actually, the whole album is pretty awesome. I think it's one of our better ones. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. What I mean, you put together 14 of these things, man. You've curated a Ch- lot of grid music over the Ch- years. Chad, do you do that? Do you put together the compilations? Yeah. I do. Yeah. That's really neat. Thanks. Fantastic. This is, this is a really good one. Yeah. Too. It's a good um, end of summer album, I feel. I feel like uh, it's a good like transition from the end of summer into fall. Uh, whether you're driving to the beach or whether you're just kind of kicking back and relaxing, I think you're going to like this album. This is a sunset album. It is. It, it's for real. He, oh, he, yeah. put, he puts these types of thought, like when in the year, what's the mood, how are you going to be listening to it? And we, he curates the, the whole lineup around that kind of experience. Hmm. This is a sunset, friends, porch kind of album. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. There are artists like that. Are there artists like that for you that I just like are seasonal or just feel right, like when it's cold or Absolutely. When it's really hot? Yeah, for me, uh, Lil John is clearly winter. <laughs> um, Win- winter being like five degrees cooler than regular time, right? Yeah. 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 It's because you turn down for what, you know? Uh, I get jokes. Nice job. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a good joke when everybody makes thinking noises. Did I change? <laughs> All right. All right. It's time for slices. That uh, was borderline grown, Joy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a little behind the scenes production note for listeners. You know, normally slices, there's three people who bring a slice. Now there's four people on the line uh, this week. Uh, how, how do we select? We just we just voted offline. Jesse's slice didn't make the cut. The, the veteran, the guy who brings a slice every week. Yeah, I know. Well, not- I'll say this. If people want to read about the Travago guy makeover, maybe I'll write it up for the website. Oh, I just Google it because I don't care. All right, so kicking off slices. Uh, he's getting visibly apprehensive hate, right now. I hate this part of the show. Any big it. cat couple. Hey, here it is. Let's what you got. Take I'm interested. What was better than the Travago guy makeover? <laughs> Let's hear it. Let everyone hear it. All right. Uh, <laughs> so there is a mom. Her name is Sharon Stanford. I mean, what does it really matter? But it was a setup. Her name is Sharon. And. Um, <laughs> Great start. Thank this you. Is better than a Chicago guy makeover. Continue. And so Sharon uh, decided that she wanted to develop an app, and she just started to research how wait, wait. to develop an app. Just a mom. I want to make an app. 
Right. Okay. I, I, yeah, yeah. Just somebody. Uh, moms make apps. I'm just saying, like, she's oh. not like a developer. I mean, not mom, but a, she's not can. a coder or developer. It had nothing to do with she's yeah, mom. Cameron, it's just she's a, just a mom. I was just clarifying that she's not a professional in the That's technical That's the hardest space. job in the world, Cameron. How dare you? Joy, <laughs> Joy, do you hear that? Do you hear, like, that indignation in his oh voice? Gosh. Just like, oh, okay. Moms can't make apps. Okay, how you could have said uh, a, a, a dad, and I would have been like, is he a coder? I, it, no, I'm literally. Move on. Re- I'm literally reading a story verbatim so that I don't mess it up. Okay. Hey, so- hey, real quick, because this is going so well, I was going to ask something about your slice. Does it involve a, a five-day trip to Germany for someone who wins a contest to make over the Truvago guy? Because I think our listeners would be interested in going to Germany for five days, doesn't it? Interesting. Tell me more about that. Because um, you got me. I'm like, I'm right on the edge of my seat on this one. It's about We know it's about a mom. She created an app called Ignore No More, and it is an app that you put on your kid's phone that if you call your kid and the kid doesn't answer the the phone call, it paralyzes the entire phone until you uh, call, until the kid calls you back. So your kid's out, you know, what kid's... Shoplifting. Yep. Just freestyle here, Joy. The kid's out shoplifting. Hanging out in an alley, probably smoking cigarettes. Shoplifting closed the post on the Travago Facebook page that if they get selected... For the makeup, they could go to Germany. Just hanging out underneath the bleachers with the other dancers, smoking cigarettes. Right, Shauna? <laughs> Nailed it. Callback. You. you did it. Um, so In their cheer uniform. And so mom or dad calls. You're like, oh, I don't want to talk to my parents because that's how teenagers talk. How lame. <laughs> Nerds. Um, so, so, Practicing uh, for Beauty and the Beast. Come on, mom. Seriously. Seriously. I just danced with Taylor Wilson. Come on. Um <laughs> So, uh, so if you don't answer the phone, it ignore it. It locks the phone until you either call back or your parent can put in the code and unlock your phone. But you can't do anything other than you can call nine one one. And so, Eddie, can I, real quick, man, I got to bust in again. Yeah, tell this, me. All, all our twelve year old listeners are gonna love this one. <laughs> yeah, my little friend Jada is gonna really, really be angry that I brought this up. Because all the parents are like, "Oh, I didn't know that existed." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, they want to get that. For yeah, what and it, then here's my question: Can't the 12 year old just delete the app off their phone? I don't know, man. But like, also, mm. I'll tell you this: Yeah, you can delete apps. <laughs> Why don't we not try to poke holes in it? One, I only have the information that's in the story, <laughs> and two, I don't, I don't know if you can. But it's also, <laughs> if she it's was also, a re- if she well, was she's a real, just a mom, so she probably saying, didn't she, figure. She's out a that real part. coder. She would have written an, yeah. an, a delete proof app. Yeah, not just a mom, right? Like, good point, Shauna. Enjoy. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, it's also only available for for Android. So no one. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to bring up that they point. Can't figure but, out how to delete apps anyway, so it doesn't. Can, can we repitch so the slices? Kids with Androids are going to get that app. <laughs> Both <Yeah>. kids. <laughs> hey, real quick, Eddie. In the future, when we do this thing off off the air, where we're all pitching slices, if it involves an app, but it's only very little for Android, can you have to make that part of the pitch? Right, because I just totally lied about my pitch so that I could get it in the show. <laughs> Wait, so so for the two children on Android phones whose parents have installed this app. Mm-hmm. I mean, those kids, they have Android phones. They're not like, they're the kids who will call their parents back because they're kind yeah. of the outcast, social outcasts or the nerds with the with the Android phones. They're so, wanting to hang out with their parents. Yeah, they don't have anybody else to hang out with. Oh, out. mom called. Let me call her right back. They don't need the app. Right. And all they're just in the other room. It's, right. not, like they're not, it's not like they're in the house. They're it's, probably homeschooled. Mom, did you call me? 
Seriously, mom. Mom, what's going on? So simply elevating your voice slightly above the normal range could do the trick. The kid's so shocked that the phone is even ringing that they don't even. They're like, oh, I don't know how to pick this up. It's mom. What do I do? So um, I thought it was an interesting little app and an interesting idea. The feedback and the controversy has been one exactly what you said that any tech savvy. Uh, teenager is going to outsmart this app yeah. um, immediately. And, and, and a lot of times, a lot of times because it's an Android, the phone just crashes when you try to launch the app. So. Oh yeah, I don't even look at the stuff on, on my phone anymore because it'll never make it through a show. Um, <laughs> it starts overheating again. <laughs> it's like my hand's burning, my hand's burning. But um, it also made me wonder, when did you guys get cell phones? When was your first, uh, when did you get your first cell phone? College. Yeah, college. college. Did anybody have a beeper in high school? I had a beeper. Yes, you had I had a beeper and we weren't supposed to take them to school and I did. And oh. then I had track practice. This was the first day I had it, had track practice, put it in my locker, came back to my locker. It was gone. I was sick to my stomach because I knew my parents were mad at me. Next day I am in theater class and Tina, Tina. you don't mess with Tina, you do not. was wearing my beeper. <gasps> oh, oh. And I confronted her, which I shouldn't have because it's Tina. Tina. Um, she said she was born with six fingers on one hand and that her extra <laughs> pinky fell off. Uh, like, you just don't mess with this girl. And I and she was like, she's wow. like, I didn't steal your beeper. And I was like, and it was a unique, weird beeper. Of course, my family got like the weird, cheap beepers. Could, could like, you have just paged it to yeah. prove it? <laughs> right. Oh, no, I think you could change the numbers quite quickly. Like, I think you could reprogram what? it to be your... I don't. I don't know. Good question. But really I don't know. good question. I, you really poked a hole but in that one. She said that she. She said somebody had sold it to her. But oh, whatever, please. Tina. I know. Thank you. Classic Tina. Tina. With six fingers. Did you talk? Did to you her? ever get it back? No. You know. I truly. You don't mess with Tina. Yeah, yeah. There were two people in high school that I was scared of fighting, and it was Tina and this other girl Megan. And I almost did get in a fight with Megan, but why? Over um, what? Why didn't? Why were you afraid of them? Why were you afraid? Of they Megan were. I mean, I was I, I felt like I always wanted to get into a fight in high school, but I knew it would have to be like it would have to be somebody else like swinging first. I mean, I was I was a good kid, but there was just still that thrill of like, you know, like our school kind of liked it when there were fights. And we had this commons area where like freshmen, it was freshmen stood in one corner, sophomore in another junior, senior, and everybody had a trash can. And the guys would make beats on the trash can. We uh, were kind of like a high school. Is it fame? Real quick, were the fights in your high school dance-offs? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm picturing. They're all just like snapping and step-touching in time. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. My senior year prom, all of the guys um, had in our group had matching tux, white tuxes with canes. And didn't even care about their dates. They cared more about the cars that they were driving, their outfits. And then they had a choreographed hip hop dance that they did at prom. <laughs> Your school was kind of awesome, right? Yeah, I was going to say, was it against a rival dance crew from another school? <laughs> I wish. All right, Shana, what do you have? Okay, this is one of those stories that I don't even want to talk about because I am so desperately squeamish. Ooh. This completely freaks me out. Like, I can't even... I, I mean, I passed out when I got my ears pierced. So th this oh idea is so far over the line, like, like fell on the ground at Claire's uh, Boutique in the mall. How old were you? Yeah. Like you went to Claire, the Claire's Boutique in the mall? Yes, I did. Can I ask and you a question? Hey, was I your got, dad with you? I got my ears no. pierced at Claire's. My mom took me. I don't yeah. know. How, how old were you, Shauna? I was yeah. seven. 
Oh, but then still, funny. like, I I got my nose pierced, got a couple tattoos, I've had children. Whoa. I'm a Wait, you have Whoa. tattoos? What? You, ma'am, have just stepped in it. Tell us about your tattoos. She does app development. <laughs> and she's a mom. mom. I make apps and have tattoos. Um, no, I just have two tiny little tattoos, one from high school and one from college. But they will not continue to tattoo you if you lose consciousness. So they kept having to wake me up. And I was like, dude, if I'm out, just finish it. Like, this is so painful. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm, I'm not even conscious. Just finish exactly. it. Exactly. It's like I've anesthetized myself. Um, and no, they can't. Legally, I have to be conscious. So they kept waking me back up. Then they'd start tattooing again. Then I'd pass out again. It took forever. Well, well, here's your problem, Shauna. This is a lesson I've learned. You had a legal tattoo shop. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> problem number one. That's true. The old rusty needle in downtown Chicago. Yeah, I mean, there's a guy that drives around in a van around here that, you know, he's the popular dude. But anyway, continue. He doesn't mind. You could just be dead out and he'll continue. Yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> Preferably, okay, yeah. So this kind of thing, just like thinking about it, about it makes me like a little woozy. So there is a, uh, this amazing professional violinist who has developed what they, uh, a tremor, uh, in his hand and it comes and goes and it's something connected to his brain, but they can't figure out how to fix it. And obviously it's stopping him from continuing his career. And so they do a brain surgery where during brain surgery, he plays his violin So he's completely conscious and he's playing his violin while they are in his brain and it's guiding the surgeons to the place where the tremor is happening and allowing them to connect an electrode to it to fix it. So what happened is he plays and plays and plays and it, it shows the surgeons where in his brain, like, ah, um, and they plant an electrode and now he has a button that he can push whenever the tremor starts that touches that electrode that makes the tremor stop. How wow. crazy is that? That is. Are there pictures? Yes, and they ring out. I kind of can't look at them. So is his neck like? Is his head tucked down like it, you would to play the violin? It looks like he's he's in a like a recliner with an umbrella on his head, and the umbrella it has the top of his head, and then there's like four surgeons standing a, a, around the umbrella because his brain <laughs> is open. That's exactly what Jesse looks like right now. <laughs> Yeah. How do you know that I'm sitting in a recliner with an umbrella on my head? <laughs> and people just peering into your brain. Well, that is disgusting. That's crazy. Yeah. How is that? Believe that people can do that? How is that oh. possible? Like, I don't understand. But I'm, I feel like he's going to come out of that surgery. I mean, brain surgery takes a long time. Not only is he going to have like a headache, but he's going to have a really serious, you can't play the violin for that long. Or were you just saying he just played right in the beginning? I don't know how long he had to play, but it was successful. It totally, it, it, it worked. I have a vision of him playing for four hours. But wait, something really important that I want to get back to, Shauna, is we you never heard, or you, we never heard, you never told us what the two tattoos were. Oh, I mean, I, I did not mean to bring this up. They're super original. Um, did you guys read in the Tina Fey book where she writes like a letter to her daughter and it's like, yeah. <laughs> please, whatever you do, just don't get a Chinese symbol for love tattoo, you know, oh, no. like whatever you do. So that's exactly what I got when I was 16 years old and skipped high school to go get a tattoo. So a little Chinese symbol for love, which, you know, a hundred years ago was, I think, fairly original. Actually, I went in with like a pretty elaborate drawing of what I wanted. And, you know, I was like this little Christian kid who loved poetry. So it had like words and symbols and letters and all these things. And I designed it, you know, painstakingly. And then I got into this like super ratty tattoo shop and I was like, yeah, how about just that? Just like, do I feel solid about just you right just off doing the wall. that. Yeah. Like I was like, there's no way this man is going to like, it just wasn't going to happen. 
So, and then in college, do you, do you know that Joy and I went to the same college? Yes. Fun fact. Yeah. Yes. I, did not um, know that. I went there about 20 years before she did, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I think my, four, four years yeah. apart. We oh, okay, just missed four. each other. Yeah. <laughs> so my best friend and I got tattoos on our toes, which you, a lot of people won't do them on your toes because they tend to look terrible. Wait a second. Um, did it show up in the Instagram of, of your book contract? Oh, it yeah. Did. We might need to zero okay, in on that. Yeah, zoom it in. Did. Wow. Why yeah. It's all coming together right now. Why can't Instagram uh, zoom? I don't, that's annoying. That's an, that's an app some mom's developing right <laughs> now. You know, I bet just a mom did that. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic mom's, mom at move. Mom's making Instagram. Yeah. So some, some mom on an Android made that, no doubt. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking. Hold on. Okay. Anyway. So what's on your toes? Uh, it's just like a vine. There's not a lot of things you can put on your toes, you know, like an object or something. So is it's just on, like a vine. Is it on one I toe? I always have intended to get more. Like when something significant happens in my life, like, oh, I'll get a tattoo to kind of mark that. I just never have. Literally um, get a tattoo to mark that. Well played. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we, we have some friends um, in the city who have a beautiful tattoo shop. And I keep saying like, I want to go get a tattoo there. But I can't figure out where on your body. Like, I, I don't know. Well, is that like, the guy who got the big skull on the side of his head? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. She right. has, he has the craziest tattoos I've ever seen. Like he has a um on his knees, Chad. he has two bumblebees, so the bee's knees. Right there. Chad um, Chad, you yeah. have a huge canvas up yeah. on your head. Uh, I'm gonna actually this, sell advertising. This guy got a huge skull on the side of his skull. I'd wow. do that. See, it's like inception. He got it, yeah, just before his wedding. Just before his wedding. So Did he really the, the wedding pictures are spectacular. Oh. I hope he didn't tell his wife that he was doing that and he just showed up. Surprise. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, uh, a couple minor things. Uh, I had to switch out one of the ushers. Oh yeah, I got a bunch of uh, face tats too. So anyway, I'll see you there. <laughs> honey, around honey seven. it's your skull. It's your skull. I feel like that guy <laughs> just wanted to get out of it. He's just showing up hoping she'd be like, you know. I'm fine. You know what though? I mean, his he's got the clean shaven head huh. thing, but I mean, if you don't like it after a while, just grow your hair out a little bit yeah, and it goes that's away. True. It's he's actually kind of a, at that point where he has enough other tattoos all over his whole entire body that the head was sort of at that point. He's committed. Yeah, there's there's no like you know nine to five mortgage selling job for him at this point. So you <laughs> might as well get like a big side of the skull tattoo. So does the vine on your toes go from toe to toe, or is it on one toe? Just on one toe. We know each other in real life. You know this about me. I, I, I never noticed your he toes. You haven't closely looked at your toes yet. <laughs> Are you telling me you have not looked closely at my toes? I mean, that one time you were signing the check over to me, I, I thought it was odd, but I didn't... <laughs> I was looking away. Different yeah. people work different ways, Shauna. Like, you yeah. remember that he had fennel sausage on his pizza a year ago. <laughs> I remember that you talked about that on the show. Cameron, I <laughs> didn't have that kind of memory. None of it. I did remember that it was your birthday this week. Yep, I didn't. Thank you. You did. And uh, this is going to be a very exciting year for you, and I'm very happy for you. Thank wow. you. That's nice. That was very nice. Really but I sweet. didn't remember the size of the vine on your toe. I'm very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joy, what size do you have? Well, um, there was this couple, Alex Lanchester and Tucker Blandford, that met at the University of Connecticut uh, in 2012. They were both working on a play. He just did set design. I'm assuming it was Beauty and the Beast. Um, <laughs> and I think she was an actress. I don't know. They fell in love. Um, but he was from uh, Britain. And so after a year, they decided to get married. But he had to go back over to Europe. And they were just, I think, corresponding over phone, planning the wedding and whatnot. But then he got, he got cold feet. 
and naturally decided um, instead of breaking things off that he should just fake his own death. Um, <laughs> I'll say either that or a skull tat would have done the job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he um, he called her uh, pretending to be his father and said, hey, you know, Tucker just has been depressed for a long time. He wanted to die. So he threw himself in front of a car. No. That's what he went with. And then hey, she. This is Tucker's dad. Is that like what he, he did? Yes. Hey. Yeah, it was him. He didn't even get a friend to do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, yeah. this so then, definitely isn't Tucker. This is uh, uh, Tucker's dad. Anyway, Tucker's well, like not that's doing. That's what we kind of sound alike. Tucker. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so then she freaks out and she calls his parents, naturally, and then they're like, we didn't know he was dating someone. <laughs> oh, my. And then she realizes, like, it kind of <laughs> clicks in her theatrical brain that, oh, my, I was dating not just a set designer, but, um, you know, a thespian himself. A real actor. And that was actually Tucker. Um, so anyways, I just thought that was quite extreme like that he that his like steps went from like a to like e not just like let's break things off it, so it, then my it seems so less stressful to me just to say listen i think we should wait on this whole wedding thing it, that seems way less stressful than orchestrating uh, a fake scenario in which i die exactly you know? i also want to ask that girl like hey between us when did you know he was crazy because there's no way you get that's the first whisper of it you know like you got to realize it's like the end of the sixth sense when she realizes the pain the, the you know the pigeons didn't yeah. move and stuff like yeah. hey hold on a second like has this guy always been a complete lunatic you, or really you, was he just you know if, if you do have a conversation with this girl she actually has a pretty good answer to the question who hurt you yeah She's like, <laughs> exactly. it's, this, it's this guy yeah initially I, initially I would say tucker's dad but uh, it's got to be tucker yeah i feel like you could go see it from the other side too though like what is so crazy about this girl that a guy would rather fake his own death than approach the idea that he might not be ready to marry her like exactly he had probably he probably calculated how many long distance phone calls or skype conversations they would have had to have and his death like faking his death was more he's like you know what would be a time saver for me yeah. yeah. Maybe the girl was Tina from Joy's High School. Oh, it was Tina. Yeah, exactly. You know it was, yeah, it Tina. was Tina. He was like, I, I don't want to mess with that. <laughs> this girl's developing apps. She is I, taking my pager. I can't even be around this girl. <laughs> you do not confront her. You do not break off an engagement with her. Tina. Karen, would you put this above someone like a George Costanza, though? Honestly, like like having your knowledge of, of that character. I could see him pulling a move like this. Faking a death, though? But in the age of social media, I mean, that's just impossible. She's going to know. I mean... <sighs> this is just dumb. The guy's yeah. just not thinking okay, it through. Okay, but so that led me into wanting you all to be vulnerable <laughs> um, and tell me, like, have you guys ever done, obviously not this extreme, I would hope, but like, what's the most extreme thing you've done to like get out of something because you didn't want to like hurt somebody or you just wanted to get out of it and you kind of fibbed a little bit. I, well, I mean, I, I know that I faked my voice on the phone before, but that was on accident. Um, <laughs> what? I think I maybe I've told you guys this before. On but, accident? How do you on accident so, fake your so voice? So I'm in undergrad <laughs> and I'm applying to go to seminary and uh, I'm, I'm trying to make my roommate <laughs> laugh and so the house phone rings, which, you know, we had a house phone and I pick up the phone. I'm like, who this? And all of a sudden they're like, hi, this is Asbury Seminary. We're calling for Eddie and I freeze and I'm like, 
hold on. <laughs> and then I'm like, Eddie. And I'm like, yes. And I do this whole dialogue. And then when I finally get on the phone, like I do my voice just like a little higher and a little more chipper. And I'm like, hello. Hey, what's going on? Like, you know? So like it was a complete ludicrous conversation. And my roommate sitting there with like both his hands over his mouth, rocking and crying. Weirdly, you didn't get accepted. <laughs> who dis? Uh, yeah. I can't think of a time when I just full out lied. So, so the who dis guy, what in your mind, what's his name? What's his backstory? It was, it was actually Tina. That wasn't a man. Well, Joy just said it. It was Tina. It was, <laughs> it was a six-fingered girl yes, uh, from he's, Oregon. He's stealing pagers, and uh, I'm trying to... Yeah, it's not good. I have no idea what I was doing. I was trying to make my roommate laugh, but of course it's the seminary. Like, nobody ever calls except for, like, you know, my your mom. Your mom, yeah. Right. <laughs> <Not good. laughs> Yeah, I, I it never happened to me. Well, this is can I? I'll tell a story of my buddy. He was him and his uh, a wife wanted to buy some new furniture, like, and they had really specific thing in mind. He was telling me a story where they found some on like Craigslist that they wanted to to purchase, and they they, they like you know called the people and arranged to to set up and they rented a U-Haul and everything, right? So they're like totally in on this furniture. But somehow he got into his mind a price that they got that that like he felt like it's like a Craigslist deal, so he should haggle it down a little, you know. And so he it was like two hundred bucks for for the first set. So him and his wife drive the U-Haul there, and he tells the person at that point that he only wants to pay one seventy five for it, just thinking that's how a Craigslist transaction works. And so the guy's like, no, man, I, you know, we're really, we're really trying to get 200 for it. And he told them like thinking, well, this will seal the deal. I only have $175 on me. Right. When he has 200. So he goes back to the U-Haul like dejected because the guy's like, well, I'm sorry, even over $25, you wouldn't sell him the couches. So he goes back in and his wife is so mad that she makes him go back in with the $200 and then purchase a couch, <laughs> even though he said he only had 175 with him. And, you know, it was just some sort of like, oh, I like we we're like I had $25 like an envelope in my car. I just found yeah, I never wear this mat. coat and look. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there was any explanation exchange there except for just shame. Just it was just a wordless <laughs> exchange. They're like, here's the $200. Clearly, you are a better negotiator than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, Tim Keller. When God's redeemed, their vigils keep. I'm coming home, sisters and brothers. Rise up to meet me when I come home. You're listening to Preston Phillips. The song is Wayfaring Stranger. Well, this week's interview segment is brought to you by a new sponsor I'm really excited about. It's a mattress company called Casper. Casper makes premium mattresses for a fraction of the price of uh, the mattresses you find in stores. So by being an online retailer, they have revolutionized and disrupted the mattress industry by cutting the costs of dealing with resellers and showrooms. And they pass that savings directly on to the consumer. Now, like you guys know, we use the products that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And I was sent a Casper mattress. It arrived in a box. It is one of these memory foam type mattresses. Mm -hmm. It arrived in a box the size of one of those mini fridges that you put under your desk. Yeah. And 
opening it. It was the coolest thing ever because you open it and then, and then you cut the vacuum seal and this mattress grows in front of you. And I'm thinking, okay, well, there's a gimmick or whatever. No. The packaging was really cool. The, the, all the you know, printed material is kind of like Warby Parker-esque. You know? It was a really cool design. And the mattress was so comfortable. I left it on my uh, like, uh, family room floor because I had friends coming over like Chad and a bunch of people from, from work came over the next night and I wanted them to test this thing out. This you was incredible. You just knew Chad would be passed out and you were like, just crawl over <laughs> yeah. to the Casper. Most of the party was spent on, on the Casper mattress. But you laid on it. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so I was shocked at how comfortable I'm not a memory foam fan. I, I just don't like them. They feel unnatural to You've me. You've taken a pretty strong stance against memory foam. I'll tell foam. you what. It's one of the but first things I ever knew about you. This... Casper mattress is so stinking comfortable. It's obs- here are some of the aspects of it. It's obsessively engineered uh, at a shockingly fair price. All their mattresses are between five hundred and nine hundred fifty bucks, all the way up to kings and stuff. Just the right sink, just the right bounce. They use two technologies. Is why it doesn't feel like the other foam ones. It's latex foam and memory foam, so it comes together for better nights and brighter days. Uh, the really cool thing is they have a risk-free trial and return policy, so you can try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days with free delivery and painless returns. The mattresses are made in America. If your conscience can let you do that. Because yeah, if you they, return your mattress after the 99th yeah. day, you've been sleeping on that for a third of a year almost, they'll take it and they won't ask questions, but you got to ask yourself some questions. Yeah, and so I'm telling you people, <laughs> if you're, listen, you, a lot of our listeners are in their, you know, they're buying their first homes or, you know, they're shedding their childhood full-size mattress that they grew up with and took to their first apartment and they're wanting to get a real bed. Casper.com, I'm telling you. Uh, Relevant Podcast listeners, you get $50 off any mattress purchase. All you have to go is caspersleep.com slash relevant caspersleep.com slash relevant no promo code or anything just slash relevant and you get 50 bucks off anything you buy and then the cool things for every sale through that URL through this podcast another $50 will be donated to Charity Water oh neat yeah they, w- you- they said any charity and I pick Charity Water because I love what Scott and the team there are doing so 50 bucks goes off your price and 50 bucks goes to Charity Water I'm telling you, it's a high it's a high ticket thing that you only buy once every eight years or so. It's an it's you know it's a new kind of sponsor for us. But I'm telling you, if you're in the market for a mattress, go check out CasperSleep.com/slash/relevant. You won't regret it. Timothy Keller is the founding pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Manhattan, which he started in 1989 with his wife Kathy. For over 20 years, he's led a diverse congregation of young professionals that's grown to a weekly attendance of over 5,000 people. It's a great church. Uh, Dr. Keller has written a number of books, including the New York Times bestselling The Reason for God and The Prodigal God, which have sold more than a million copies. That's what's crazy about him is that he's one of the most prolific writers, not to mention one of the best just preachers and speakers. But like Mm -hmm. his books, like The Prodigal God, will pretty much change your life. And then he writes The Meaning of Marriage, which is, I think, the Christian treat us that and love and respect are basically if you want to just go ahead and skip out of premarital just read two <laughs> books you go ahead and just read those books i mean he is so um he is so brilliant and so wise i did he is there i don't want to overstate him but we will you seem to have a few like a few heroes I in do. the faith yeah and it, he's absolutely but we're living in a time that's really interesting i think we'll look back and we'll be like wow you you were around when like Keller was writing and N.T. Wright was writing and John Piper. We're in a really unique age, and he is one of the leaders and thought just a brilliant man and a great speaker. And uh, I haven't met him, but I imagine he's a very 
Nice man. He's great. We know who has spoken to him. Who? Our very own Tyler Huckabee. Tyler. Uh, Dr. Keller reached out to us. There was a specific message that um, he wanted to share with the relevant audience. He just he cool. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> and uh, so they reached out, and, and Tyler had an amazing conversation with him. Here is Dr. Timothy Keller. For the millennial generation, who are most of our readers, if there was one assumption that you feel like they have about Jesus that you would like to correct, or, or the most common misconception about Jesus you see. When you look at the upcoming generation, what would it be? I actually think most, I think younger adults think that if there is a a Jesus, if there is a a Lord up there, it's his job basically to meet your needs and satisfy, you know, if if you're a decent person, basically, if you're a decent person and you're living according to your own standards and, and God exists, God's there to make your life go smoothly. And um, I think you have to be willing to, I know people don't want to do this because it's, what you have to see is that in the end, if you're living for yourself, that is, uh, um, it gets very old very fast. Unless you've got something more important than yourself. You can't bring God in to serve you unless you've got something more important than yourself, something to die for. You will find in the end, you really don't have any meaning in life. Um, you 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 really don't have anything to live for if you're just living for yourself. And um, everybody is told that's what they, you need to watch out for your own needs. You need to do what you love. You need to follow your passions. I don't think anybody realizes how old that gets after a while. There's got to be something more important than you that you're willing to sacrifice for and die for. And then, ironically, then you feel significant. That's what's so weird. You get significance of the degree that you treat something as more significant than you and i you know i find that when i say it to younger adults that they a lot of them just sort of stare in an uncomprehending way but i think i plant a seed and some people realize at some deep level uh, you know what i think you're right i don't want to go there but anyway at least at that point i think i'm i'm provoking them for people who will be listening to this who may not know about how Jesus became God in Barderman's book, could you give just a brief recap of the ideas he puts out in that? Well, it's yes, it's not at all new. I mean, the idea that has been probably around critical scholarship and started in Germany over 100 years ago, more than 100 years ago, 150 years ago, the idea was that, um, that Jesus never claimed to be God. He was, if there was a Jesus Christ, he was a, um, uh, some kind of religious leader or teacher, like not that different than all others, maybe better, maybe a head, a head above others. But, but we don't know much about him because there are these layers and layers and layers and layers of legend and, um, and developed stories, uh, stories developed by the church. And the stories were developed by the church in order to um, basically answer questions that people were asking. So if you were a church leader you um, uh, and people were asking you questions, you would come up with a story in which Jesus Christ gives an answer. And that way you're able to, you know, give an answer to the question, silence the controversy. And so uh, over the years, uh, stories about Jesus were um, fabricated, actually, but you know, they're created. Uh, in order to answer people's questions, and eventually they were brought together into a um, into these these volumes, the New Testament, 
And therefore, we really have no idea what Jesus was really like, but certainly he didn't claim to be God. That's just not true. So he became God um, through the teaching of the church, though originally he didn't claim to be and he wasn't. To somebody who says, um, and, and there's a growing number of this, and our readers in particular, there's a growing number of these people who'd say, well, if the Bible isn't 100% infallible or, or 100% literal, well, maybe that's not such a bad thing, or maybe that's not the hill that we have to die on. Uh, what do you say to that? I would say if I'm trying to talk to someone about Christianity who's not a Christian, yeah, I wouldn't die on that hill. I would die on the hill of the Bible's uh, historical accounts of what Jesus Christ said and did, I would die on that hill. I would say they are reliable historical documents. There's every indication that they are. Therefore, you need to take his claim seriously and, 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 and his life seriously. If you don't die on that hill, you, a person can't be a Christian if they are not willing to admit that. So that's not quite the same thing. I, I don't think a person has to, um, in order to become a Christian, to believe the gospel, believe in the infallibility of every word in the Bible. However, I don't think you can grow as a Christian if you don't believe that. I, I, I mean, the reason for that is, how do you have God? How do you have a God who can tell you something you don't want to hear? I mean, how can there even be obedience if you don't have a God who speaks to you and uh, sometimes gives you communication that you don't like? If you're able to go through the Bible and say, well, I don't like that part, I don't like that part, well, then you've actually got a God that you've created. You're not really, um, how, you know, how can that God call you on the carpet for anything? So I would not say you die on the hill of inerrancy and infallibility when you're talking to a person who you're trying to lead to Christ and when you're trying to get them to believe in Jesus. But I would die on that hill, frankly, for Christian discipleship. I think you actually do need to have that belief. I have to say this, if Jesus isn't who he said he is, and if the Bible is filled with legends, then all you have left in Christianity are general moral principles, and you don't have an authority. You don't have a word from God. You don't have these words that they're spoken by the resurrected Son of God that I have to obey whether I like them or not. And we, we live in a time in which individual autonomy is everything, freedom of choice is everything. And this means that maybe I can be guided by some of the general features or, uh, you know, contours of Christian teaching, but I really don't have a Lord. I don't have a, a divine Lord that I have to submit to. I think that I really think in the end, it's a desire to, you know, for personal autonomy and freedom that makes it really important to come up with these theories that keep us away from, from having a divine savior who speaks to us. That was Dr. Tim Keller. Check out his books and more at his website, timothykeller.com. Listening to Sown, uh, the song is Artifice. How do you say that? I don't even know. Sown! <laughs> <laughs> it like Tina would say it. So normally we. Sown! 
What's up, Sone? Normally we have a second segment, you know. I had a sixth finger. After, uh, after an interview <laughs> or after a band performance. My favorite part is that it fell off. <laughs> this isn't your pager? <laughs> I could, like, like she, she just like went to go like shake hands with someone and just it just falls off. You're like, oh god! And then Sweet Emerson, you get home and Sweet Emerson's like, I talked to one of your friends today. I beeped you and I talked to a lovely young lady named Tina. She's got a lot going on. I'm gonna be meeting with her soon. <laughs> she bumped her hand on the corner of the wall and it fell off. Sweet e money. <laughs> Who gonna hasn't be real been there? Love Emerson. Have you ever stubbed your toe like in the middle of the night? You're walking through a dark room. You stub your pinky toe so. Hard oh, that yeah. you actually wonder if it snapped off. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's so Tina all the time. That's exactly what happened to Tina. She was punching a punching a dude, and that was it. She left with six and recoiled with five. Yeah, she, she was stealing a bunch of pagers from some dudes and walked away with five fingers instead of. Six. Hey, what was weird about the pager? Just so I know, was it like clear and purpley or what? No, it was that, like that's not that weird. That was right, actually pretty. Right. Cool. Right. Right. No, it was like some like um, it was before you could have free long distance calling, and so it was like a it was like a different type of like phone line. My mom was doing it to get like supplemental income. Who's paging you in high school long distance? No, 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 no. My mom like my mom took on this job like where she would sell like. Don't you guys remember like you could go phone with cards. different phone carriers yeah. or something? Isn't yeah. that right? Yeah. So it was some, it was like some like multi-level marketing thing that she got sucked into. Um, and so then she tried to get people to sign up for this, but with that, you could get like pagers and stuff. And so it was a pager that had that like specific off brand phone line company's name on it. That's why I knew it wasn't AT&T. It wasn't whatever it was. It was a pyramid scheme pager. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was pager wireless pyramid on it. I was like, Tina, I know that pager. Like, seriously, Tina, four have been sold. <laughs> but if you want in, Tina, talk to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Classic so normally team. we have a second segment. Right now, you know, a band or we'd have another interview or a game or something like that. Um, but, you know, listening to last week's show and, and, and the one before that, um, you know, Eddie, since, since you and, and Joy and Chad uh, were really left out of last week's lunch, that uh, that we had in Chicago with with Shauna. I use the word abandoned, but okay. it's your language, <laughs> yeah. and I want to honor that. And, and, and how we had table topics around a table. <laughs> Thanks, Joy. An actual table. This week, I thought we we'd make it up to you by by getting some snacks. I think we have some pretzels. I think all of you at your homes grab whatever snack is nearby. Great. So I have some snacks and 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 whatever we have laying around, and we can do some table topics with the full group. That's really sensitive of you. Uh-huh. I a little bit want Shauna to be ordering my lunch because I'm starving, <laughs> but I'm all about get, I'm all about doing table topics. I okay, so so I, Wait, I, I'm I, supposed to go get a snack, right? Yeah, now. why not? Yeah, I mean, just kind of create some ambiance of chewing, like last week's okay, show. Give me give me thirty seconds. All right, I'm gonna take you up on this. Okay, hold go on, get some go get some food. Well, I might as well grab something too. Hang on. I'm going to get the grossest sounding food I can find, <laughs> which is a banana, and eat it right in the microphone. I'll be right back. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I'm back. Okay, so everybody's got some snacks. Uh, Eddie has this big thing of pretzels. What did you guys grab? Chips. Um, Chips. I got dark chocolate Mm. pomegranate things. See, that's a lot better than my snack. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse? Believe it or not, I have have dried fruit here. Oh, wow. I I, I swear. (laughs) 
Is it dipped in chocolate? It's called gummy, gummy fruit. That's what he's eating. <laughs> it's yeah, gummy and vitamins. by that I mean peach rings. <laughs> right from the gas station. Mike and Ike. Two for $3. Mike and Ike's. All right, so here's the table topics. Here we go. Because it's Shauna's birthday week, here's the table topic. What age do you feel like? Assuming you don't feel like the age that you actually are, or is that, I guess, kind of built into the question? I don't know. What age do you feel like? That's the question. I think... Um, I always say that like when someone asks me how old I am, like the number that pops into my head is 17. Like I think something in me stopped there. But like physically, I remember turning 30 and my body significantly starting to hurt. So physically, I think I feel like a 50 year old, but mentally 17. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. I think I'm still somewhere in my mid 20s because uh, like, um, like I'll hang out with friends and like, you know, folks that like worked at the church and stuff like that. And they're like all in their mid 20s. I'm like, oh, it's so fun. We're all hanging out, having a good time. Then I realize <laughs> I'm like, I'm 12 years older I, than I have run these than these yeah. people. And they have no idea like <laughs> what it's like to get up at 7 a.m. to a baby monitor and all of this kind of stuff, you know? Like, I, but I still feel like I'm like, oh, I can totally hang. Oh, no, these are children. Yeah. In my head, I'm like tw- 28 to 30. Uh-huh. And so when you're hanging out with a 26 year old, yeah, we're peers. But no, I'm 12 years older than you. I'm a grown man. Yeah. I had a weird yeah. realization the other day. There was a guy who was 22, and people were talking about, like, what was the oldest age gap you'd ever dated? And he said um, he had dated someone with a 12-year difference. And just without thinking, I just said, oh, older, were they older or younger than you? Because, like, <laughs> I'm at the point where, like, I could go both ways, but I realized he's 22. If he had gone younger, he would have been a 10-year-old. Isn't the yeah, math, he would be in prison right now. Isn't the yeah, math supposed to be half your age plus seven? Yeah, that'd be the what, youngest what? you could go. Yeah, that's the youngest would be half your age plus, plus seven. seven. Yeah. So what? Oh, I don't want to ask. I can't how do old. math when I'm dating. What? I don't want to ask what our age is, but like, so if you're 30, it would be half your age. 22. 15 plus seven is 22. So the youngest person you could date would be 22. Appropriately. Appropriately. Yeah. If you're 30. Socially you could, acceptable. Right. I think some people would take issue with that, though. I agree. I agree. I didn't invent this formula. Um, well, and don't you feel like it's so different for men and women? Like, it, not that it should be. Oh, yeah. No, this is for guys. Yeah. Hey, Eddie, oh, are you factoring guys. in dog okay. years? Is that how you got seven? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still don't get the equation, but okay. Shauna, <laughs> what age do you feel like? Well, you know, I mean, I know I keep talking about this. I'm usually not this big into my birthday, but um, I am just loving 38. I just feel like so squarely 38. Like, it feels great. Like, I, it feels like kind of old in a good way. Like, been doing this a while and I'm like, I, I have no like, Oh, if only I could be 21 again or, but I don't want to like fast forward and be like, you know, 55. Like I am, this is so good. So I feel 38 and I, I feel like I'm in danger of being like the, is it Molly Shannon? The like if I'm 50 and I like it. Like I, I I'm kind of like that about 38. Chad, Chad, uh, Chad would, would, uh, my body feels like a 55 year old after crawling around with all these wires this morning trying to hook crap up. Your body doesn't look like a 55 year old. Thank you. You're aging well, my friend. I feel like um, I feel like I'm in my <laughs> mid 20s. Like I feel like I'm kind of invincible. But then I have like one really, really, really late night. Like my brother in law and sister were in town this weekend, and Friday night we went out, went downtown, stayed out really late. Saturday I was completely dead for the whole day. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So I mean, part of that's having a, part of that's having a new kid and not getting much sleep, anyways. But the part still. is just the, just age. You can't you can't put the rally cap on like you used no. to. Like you can at night. That night you can you can stay out as late or right. as the morning that kills you as you get older. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because of Shana's lake adventures. <laughs> oh gosh. Here's a question. Table topic. Would you be able to survive in the wilderness for five days? 
Yes. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely with, not. With what? No, just you. Would Did you be able to survive? I, I, I guess it depends a little on the wilderness because there's some that's really harsh terrain. Like if it was uh, wilderness or wooded area. Yes, absolutely. I would say this absolutely, no question. I would be. It would be awesome. In matter of fact, <laughs> totally, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, I could probably take you guys with me, and we could all survive just on my knowledge that I've acquired <laughs> from countless Bear Grylls episodes. Any survival <laughs> show, I've yeah. seen it. You know, I know the methods. I know the mistakes. You guys, would what be would fine. you, what would you fashion for us uh, as a covering for night <laughs> from bears? A move, well, move. <laughs> well uh, you know, it would depend on the, the the environment. But the most obvious choice is that I would immediately slay a grizzly and just give us a warm <laughs> fur tent. Yeah, sure. Kind and of then, like I mean, I or or slay us. You know, five or six grizzlies, and we just cut out the inside and sleep at them. That's what Bear would do. I think uh, Eddie's uh, costume in eighth grade, he called the warm fur tent. <laughs> that was it. That was it. I came out. Hey, everybody, look who it is. The warm fur tent. Okay, real, to- real talk. If you're camping, because my friend and I got into quite an argument inside of our tent this summer, we heard sounds, and just naturally we knew it was a bear. Um, and her her thing was we needed to go out and, like, scare it off. My thing was we needed to lay absolutely still, which is the correct response. Neither. The correct response is actually a question before the question. Do you have food and stuff out around your campsite? Yeah, we did. We did. And yeah. that's why we were like, you- do we, we literally, we were so unprepared that our way of hiding the food was like, we had like a tub that we had tipped over it and then like set one small rock on top of the tub. Well, so see, I'll say you, your answer is none of the above and it would. You're going to die. Just, well, no, I mean, if, if you're going camping, like most people like myself go camping, you've come equipped with lots of weaponry, homemade and otherwise. Um, you're just going to venture into the darkness <laughs> while swinging around. I'm terrified. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta- yeah, v- venture into the woods. Uh, and just start swinging around all the weapons that you brought. That will take care of the bear problem. Shauna, Shauna, you're the one who spent the summer out at the lake. Could you survive in the wilderness for five days? Well, I, I'm interested in the fact that you think there's any relation between those two <laughs> things. Like, we went swimming a lot, and we lived in a house. So there was, there was no real wilderness experience to speak of, but that's fine. But I do like camping, and I absolutely could survive, and I would like it. And I am most concerned about the camping food. That's what I would want to know. What do we eat? Um, but you wild don't, berries you don't, and mushrooms. You They're all safe from my experience. <laughs> yeah, just, just whatever looks good, grab it and eat it. Okay, yeah, I feel better. The then. reality is, is if you can find a water source you know, and you could drink. You don't yeah. need to eat for five days. You just lay down and don't expend energy and just have water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Five or days. Or just find a bunch of grubs. Until the bears come and I still don't know what to do. <laughs> the bears come. Well, you don't have food laying around, so they'll leave you alone. No, but truly, because I heard this woman just got like a week after my friend and I got in this fight, this woman got chased down by a mama bear and she had to climb up a tree. Because bears she, don't climb trees. Bingo. Well, yeah, I well, she lived. But truly, I, are you supposed to like just freeze? Like if I, if I met a bear on a trail, I want to know this. Do I freeze? Or do I run? Or do I scream in its face? I'm telling you, Joy, go to the Order of the Bow website and look at all those sweet <laughs> knives Cameron posted. There's plenty. There's some that you wear on your whole forearm. You just wild, you sp- you put those blades on your forearm and you start spinning around like a helicopter. You versus bear, you win. Joy, generally a bear is not going to be very interested in you unless you're really smelling a food. 
And so maybe oh, this is kind of like here, men. Here we go. It's kind of like men. Scout. Yeah, they're not going to be interested unless you smell like food. Shut up. She she circled back to it. I was going to let it all be joke time, but then she's asking the question again. And if she ends up getting taken out by a bear, I'm never going to hey, forgive you guys are myself. Feel really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, as, as rescue was coming up to me, they just saw me spinning in a circle violently, <laughs> screaming. This is what they told me to do. Throwing Chinese stars at it or whatever. <laughs> like they said to do this. At least at least you went down with a fight. <laughs> she went down valiantly. Fight. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, uh, okay. So next question. Because we don't know Joy that well, she's fairly new. Um, this is a question for all of you. <laughs> Felt like we got kind of in that heart for a little bit, but yeah, no, I guess we're. <laughs> well, we, we just know what we know. We don't know what we don't know. So here we go. Which part wow. of your what life? Which part of your life is the most mysterious? Wait. Everybody's being asked. Everybody. This question, everybody's right? being asked. It's table topics. We're all we're all at the table. Proverbial mysterious hmm. I mean there's stuff I don't like talking about that I'm aware that I don't like talking about like on the show or I won't write in the column like but what I won't talk yeah. too much about my kids or Brienne <laughs> yeah like sure. I keep family like but it's not mysterious you just right but I don't think it's any I don't think there's boundary. anything mysterious about me to be honest I feel like I'm not I think mysterious denotes some sort of interest and I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's like wow how's that guy tick I'm like, well, he <laughs> gets up and he showers every once in a while and he goes and makes his little jokes and then he goes home. I think we got it. Turn, Ooh. plugs in the crock pot. That's what yeah, he goes about his day. Pot, eat, eat, throw down some Swedish meatballs, call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> Props to the, uh, to the jock pot. Oh my joke, goodness. By the way. Jock pot uh, wins the internet so this funny. week. Yeah. We pretty much, we, we don't do fake account uh, call outs anymore, but that one, somebody had to take an entire crock pot. Make it to a, the gym. To the gym. <laughs> put a label on it. Make a fake account and name it Jockpot. Which Jockpot you know, is the best part. That the, was the joke. This guy's a branding genius. So yeah, it was uh, awesome. Um, I was crying in laughter at that little bit. You guys, well done. I had a perfect visual of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which part of your life is the most mysterious? People who aren't talking. I'm going to go with Eddie. I have no mystery. I don't think. <laughs> I mean. And the, those sh- few short years I was a uh, spy were pretty cool. But yeah. other than that, no <laughs> that mystery. Cool, All right. I'm yeah, I uh, have, would have a hard time find, thinking of anything truly mysterious about my life. Um, I do feel like there's a lot of parts of my life where there's absolutely no rhyme or reason. Like if you were watching it from outside, you'd be like, you'd be like what? Uh, just because it doesn't make sense sometimes, but it's not mysterious in any way. Um, so Kate Cameron, what would you say? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I would think there's a lot of people who I know, but don't know anything about like my private life or whatever. So, I mean, not that I just, you know, I I think, okay. I don't like to talk about myself too much, but I think to answer your question, I think the, I don't know anything about your private life. Right. The more people like there are, uh, one, two, three, four people that actually really, 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 really know me. Right. I have a bunch of friends that I love and care about and are great, but that actually know me. I And that may be a detriment to myself, but like, you don't, like, yeah. not a lot of people do. And so there's, I feel like I get more mysterious as people know me more, but I don't think anybody would actually say mysterious. I think it's just right. more vexing. And you would say that the three or four people that know you really, really well are all the people on this podcast right now, right? I would say it's mostly, yeah, Us. it's Mrs. Michael Snavely. <laughs> It's John Acuff, Bob Goff, John Bob Goff, and Tim Calvin, Keller, and Tim, Tim Keller, Keller, and Calvin, and this is everybody. Um, <laughs> I've mentioned Calvin the last five shows or something. It's a weird thing I'm doing because school is starting back this week. Oh and my! Don't talk, sending talk off about children. Daddy's been crying. Uh, which of your teachers had the most impact on you? 
Positive or negative? Just which of your teachers had impact. the most impact on you? I think Mrs. Miazga, uh, she was my eighth grade chorus teacher, and I think she understood that I could step touch really well and that I had the power of dancing. <laughs> she me. saw it. She saw the power of dancing. I and think she knew when she saw me. She that had that leftover dog outfit that you fit perfectly in. It was really <laughs> great. <laughs> I had a teacher, Mr. Wolnski, my junior year of high school, and um, I generally got pretty good grades, and I especially did in like English and French, and those are the subjects I was most excited about. In cheer. Uh, and uh, palms, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, he gave me a C on a project, and it, and it was like a C. Please see me. Ooh. I had to like meet with him after class, and I would, no one had ever given me a C on something like that in an English class, and um, and I was really really upset about it. And he was like, "Listen, you're not you're not a C kid. You don't have a C brain. Don't do this." You, you're, it was kind of that moment where he kind of shocked me into saying like, you can't phone this in and, and, and I want you to actually do really good work. And I believe that you can. And, um, he was, it was, it, it did, it did that. It, it pushed me a little bit and I was embarrassed and it, it made me take that part of my academic life more seriously. And I'm really thankful for it. So I still see him. You know, I live in my hometown. He still teaches there. And uh, it's really fun to still see him and be like, remember when you gave me a C? Thank you. I became a writer. It worked. You know, he was great. Classic Barrington High School. (laughs) Famous for pot. I totally saw that on Twitter. (laughs) Famous for pot smoking, strong standardized test scores, and friends who drove Mercedes to school. (laughs) Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. I'm so mysterious. (laughs) Joy? I feel like um, I was trying to think high school or college, but um, Sean and I, obviously we both went to Westmont and all of our professors there, because it's a really small school, it's only like 1200. Like there was a lot of them that like would take time out of class to like invite us over to their home, would like hang out with us, would really like, and I struggled in school. I wasn't, I had tutors for everything. (laughs) Um, But so many of them like just, I don't know, opened my eyes. Like I loved communication studies. Uh, Professor Giuliano, like um, one of the classes was conflict resolution and reconciliation. And that like completely changed my life. Um, Public discourse where we studied all the famous, um, you know, rhetoricians throughout the different decades. And it was just, I don't know. They just like really took time to get to know us all individually. And I just think you can't get that at a big school. But on the whole English thing, I was <laughs> opposite of Sean. I remember, I don't even remember who the professor was, but freshman year at Westmont, I had to take an English class. And the first paper I got back um, on the back of it, he was like, uh, this isn't high school anymore. You need to learn how to write. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, ooh. but my comm professors were amazing. <laughs> All right, last question, and because we're trying new things on the show moving forward in the next couple of weeks and don't know what hurdles we're going to encounter. Here's the last question. What's been the biggest obstacle in your life so far? The biggest obstacle in your life so far? This studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Chad. There's computers everywhere. There, I'm sitting on a pile are, of computers that are just apparently for making there TV. Are, there are eight monitors in here. Literally. And seven computers in here right Literally. now. I can feel the heat. Three cameras. <laughs> Well, that's just from me. Wow. That's been my biggest hurdle. (laughs) (laughs) What's been the biggest hurdle in your life so far? Obstacle. This is supposed to be a fun podcast. (laughs) It's hard, right, Joy? Because I feel like it's like, well, I I could get really real or I could make my jokes. Um, I know. Uh, I think think just, I mean, whatever, right? Let's just do it. Insecurity, I think think that would be 
in all corners, there's kind of a general coming back to uh, a lack of belief in like in myself or in my inherent worth. So <laughs> anyway, I would, I would say let's do slices. <laughs> <laughs> I would say a really similar thing. There's a, a writer that I love who I really respect. And she asked me to write for her blog. And I was so excited. It was like a huge honor. And she's like, yeah, here's the deal. Um, all you have to do is you have to write uh, your biggest, deepest, long, most long-term fear and then send a picture of yourself with no makeup. Great. Uh. And I was like, wait a minute. That's not what I want to do. I want to be like. Take it back. Really smart with a lot of makeup on. Um, but what I said to her, it's I, I think at the core, I worry that. Uh, I have this really rich, lovely life and I'm the one that's going to screw it up, that I'm, I'm the flaw in the system. I'm the person ruining the family picture. I'm the, the there's this whole beautiful thing around me and I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, that I'm not good enough or kind enough or smart enough or whatever enough to merit all this good stuff. And, and so I think that some, I end up getting in my own way a lot and not doing things that I could because I don't believe in my whatever. Like I, I just, I think I tend to be scared that I'm never enough. Mm. So that I probably, I'd probably start with that. Um, all right, here goes. (laughs) Um, I think, uh, really doing it. Aren't we? We're just really going for it. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get some Kleenex. Accelerated intimacy. Can I I wipe up my tears with dark chocolate covered pomegranates? I do. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm stressing like four bags of peach rings right now. <laughs> like I'm not feeling. I'm getting like sugar sweats. He, he has pitted out four nice collared shirts right now. It's how I feel talking about the brain surgery. That's how Jesse feels right now. Sweet joy. Can I also say your <laughs> yeah. first week on the show, you just got plastered with questions yeah. that were super intense, and then I was like, "Well, that's over." And now it's like now you're officially yeah. on the show, and it's like now talk about your insecurity. No, yeah, I, feel like I missed some sort of significant hazing. I had like five episodes where all I did was say like, "Good morning." <laughs> <laughs> Joy, Joy got like the serious business. Yeah. Can we bring it back to Shauna? Can we haze her next week? I'll come up with a question. Opportunity missed. Okay. Next week, Joy can ask Shauna whatever she wants. Oh. To, to level <laughs> the playing hear, field. Did you hear that, Eddie? This is going to be so great. Right, we will begin texting. <laughs> and then we'll make a jingle. Joy, yeah, Shauna, whatever she wants. I think we just yes. made it. You got that, right? <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'm Jen. just going to play a flute behind that. Just put a music bed under that. <laughs> yep. And you got it. All right, biggest obstacle in your life, Joy? Um, Well, I think the constant struggle is um, I really, like, um, I absolutely hate to be misunderstood or, like, feel like somebody doesn't really know me. And it, like, it'll unhinge me to think that, like, somebody thinks something about me that's not true. Um, And so then toggling back and forth. So if I'm, like, aware of that, then you want to, like, push yourself to, like, it doesn't matter who cares, you know, like, you know who you are, keep your head held high, like whatever. Um, and then I think then that can border on like then becoming really defensive and putting up walls. And so it's just, I don't know. I'm like, as much as I feel like I want to just be confident in who I am, I, um, I just hate the idea of like someone misunderstanding my heart. Mm. So that's that's always chad oh you already said the studio (laughs) chad really went for it it hasn't changed (laughs) (laughs) all right well that that'll do it for table topics You asked the freaking questions. What are we going to do? <laughs> I saw the trajectory. I knew that we were going to end on a... Well, you got a table full a of moment. deep people here. I know. There you go. 
Well, listen, because this show's run long and we have a big table, we're not going to, and it's been so long since we did a question of the week, we're not going to do the normal feedback segment, uh, but we'll kick that back off next week. So we need to ask, now it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay, so earlier, you know, we learned uh, that Joy uh, did not, she was not pleased with the Disney princess that she was yeah. tagged as being the dog. Um, so we want to know if you were a Disney princess, which Disney princess would you be and why? Does it have to be princess? Can, can guys, do guys have to choose a princess too? Yeah. Uh, or yeah. how about a Disney oh, character, character? Any character. Any Disney yeah. character. Any Disney yeah. character. Okay. Any Disney character. I guess that'd make more sense. Yeah. And we, we know what Eddie's is. Yeah, I am the beast. Hey, well, now Disney owns Marvel <laughs> and Star Wars, mm-hmm. so I guess no. But those can't you? We gotta can't we stick with like the movies? Well, then like what Disney animated? What about classics? Pixar? Pixar? Pixar movies were separate. I say we from go Disney? classic Disney animated characters. Okay, so ones yeah. that will appear at the theme parks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 On the parade. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm definitely choosing chimney sweep. Nah, <laughs> you're, you're Sweet totally, backflips, get everyone pumped. Oh, the parade's coming. Chimney sweeps here. Backflip, backflip. You're totally Bert. You are totally Bert. You are playing. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're playing like the. Hey guys, uh, pretty sweaty day. I just did six backflips. Soot me. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I don't know if you saw that move. I spun the stick like four times in the air and caught it after a, a little kick thing. I'm going to need more soot. Hurry. I'm really burning up out here. Everyone's pretty jazzed, though, about it. They run in front of the parade, you know. That's a lo- They're on foot just sprinting. You're running ahead right I mean, behind is a Siamese bell coming down the street. It's Joy and Sean. It's amazing. It's beautiful. <laughs> What's better than a princess? A Siamese princess. Our relevant Disney character parade would be terrifying. Disney <laughs> sweeps have like the arguably like the worst job ever. Like it's dangerous, it's hot, you know, it's it's yeah. filthy. Yeah. But those are the most fun loving dudes you'll ever meet, according <laughs> to my knowledge of their profession. Yeah. I'm dressed like as they're a sh- always dancing. Yeah. You know? They 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 they, they can do sweet they're they're basically acrobats. They know? can do one man bands in the park. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, yeah. Don't forget yeah. that. You pull thing. you kinda of pull your pants down and you dance with the penguins. Remember that part? <laughs> <laughs> that <was> all- <laughs> Every time I go to SeaWorld. <laughs> that's a better way to say that. Yeah. That was actually I didn't realize how bad that was, Shauna, until you said it. That's a great point. That was a horrible way to say it. <laughs> part in the parade where I get to pull my pants down. The kids, yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm a chimney sweep. Couldn't you? No? No, no, no. Did we not get that? Chimney sweep? No? Okay. All right. I sweat off all the soot doing some sweet stick moves. I'm sorry. I should go. Anyhow, look behind me. It's a Sharpay with a blue jacket on. Here we go. (laughs) All right. If you want to answer, you can uh, tweet us at Relevant Podcast. You can post your answers um, on the podcast episode page. At relevantmagazine.com. Or you Wait, can- and can I make a request? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, that Russian listener that makes the cool graphics, can, yeah. he, can I request on air that he makes Shauna and I a Siamese bell? <laughs> yeah. That's all I want. And make sure that you get Shauna's updated look because we know she's much more Winslet now than she is Hudson. And so, <laughs> oh my God. so just make sure you get that. Well, make sure it's up to date now. She and Paris have been working pretty hard. <laughs> you have amazing recall. You have an unbelievable memory. I have a file full. <laughs> of junk in my head. It's all jokes. It's uh, all jokes. Jesse, before we sign off, you never told us the biggest obstacle in your life. Oh, mm. God. Uh, I, again, see, here's the thing. I don't have problems. I don't have problems saying something. Hold I on, just don't on. know. Joy, can you ask in your counselor voice? I think it'll bring it out of Jesse. <clears throat> okay. 
Jesse, um, I just, you know, I noticed that you didn't speak up when uh, we were talking about the biggest obstacles in our lives. And I just mm. I wanted to know if you would share that with us, because this is this is a safe space. We're all here. Cameron's listening. I'm listening. 300,000 other people. Uh, 300,000 people. We love you. You got to understand, this is the worst right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would say, I don't know. I, I overthink things, maybe. I overthink things? Really? Yeah. That's the problem? How do you, no, how no, do you no, mean, no. Okay. Hey, we can, oh, whoa, 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 Cameron. We cannot mock him. When I'm he's not mocking. Let's clarify. this was safe. If his, if his brain is a constant dryer of tumbling, then yeah, that could be. That no, could no, be maybe, maybe like when I'm doing something like I, I overthink like, uh, you know, well, maybe I'm not doing it the right way. Maybe this could be done better or said in a way that was better or funnier. And I'll create like concerns that aren't really necessary. You know what I mean? I got you. Okay. The like, not so much like decision-making, but just like day-to-day stuff. Like I'll, uh, I'll just tend to overanalyze things to the point where I'm making issues where there are none. So that I would say that's my biggest obstacle other than this sixth finger that just always gets in the way <laughs> of typing. And I really wish it would fall off because it's a huge nuisance. Classic Tina. So either way, either one of those. <laughs> I wonder if it was like a like a wart where you could like freeze it off and it would fall the, off eventually. The most disturbing part is that it fell off. I think, I it, know, and I do think I know we have this visual that like it fell off when she was fighting, but I I really do think that I recall her saying that it fell off in the crib, like that <laughs> that her mom found the finger in the crib. So you don't think she's just a bold faced liar trying to get attention? No, it had. Oh, possibly, but I'm not gonna. I'm what not. What a gonna... weird thing to say if you're yeah. trying to get attention. Yeah. Fun fact about me. Yeah, it oh, had yeah. it had teeth and a personality. It was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you guys remember that in middle school? I remember watching some video about like freak scientific stuff, and there was that kid that was born with just the mouth and teeth and lips of his Siamese brother on nope. the back of his neck. Nope, and nope, when nope, he would nope. talk, the mouth would move. <laughs> oh, no, no, next thing. Next thing. <laughs> Ask another thing, Cameron. Just make it. You know, I didn't want to bring it up, Joy, but that's been a pretty big obstacle for myself, too. <laughs> Mainly if I'm sitting in front of people uh, and they see the mouth on the back of my neck talking, it's a distraction. You're like, don't. No. Uh, so that's why I wear a lot of hoodies and turtlenecks <laughs> all year round. Like, don't worry about that. It's Jessica. We don't, I, don't talk to her. I, ha- I used to have very long hair, but it would always get in my neck mouths. Uh, hey, hey F- FYI, if the Russian Photoshop guy is going to spend any time on anything this week, I think that's where we want you to put Jesse your efforts. Jesse and Jessica? Jesse and Jessica. <laughs> I feel like this really changes our Christmas party costume. If it's not actually two of us, it's just one of us and a weird mouth on the back of the neck, that changes things. It's going to be harder to do. Yeah, we have created Disney. It's pretty high parade. concept. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty high concept. Oh pretty goodness. weird and pretty high concept. Or you could just wear the turtleneck and say it's under there. Uh, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Many thanks to Tim Keller for talking to us. Uh, you can <laughs> I'm check- sure he loved the show. Yeah. yeah, I think he was very impressed by this dialogue. I was going to promote his new book and mention his new book, but he's got so many you should read. And you can find out more at timothykeller.com. I'm Cameron Strang. I am um, the massively insecure Eddie Koffel. <laughs> Yay. I'm Chad Michael Snavely. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jesse and Jessica Carey. <laughs> <laughs>
And I'm Jessica Carey. <laughs> I'm Joy Eggers. Oh, eat I meant to say, my evil si- my Siamese twin that's only exists in the mouth on my back and in the neck is evil. I need lunch. I feel like that goes without saying. Jessica's hungry. I need peach rings. Where are they? Oh my God. Shut up, Jessica. Not now. I'll put the turtleneck on. I, I swear. I can't see the screen. I can't see it. Braid my hair. <laughs> Take me on a pony ride. <laughs> oh, Jessica Carey. Where are my menthols? Brush my teeth. <laughs> Jessica, we love her. Brush my tooth. I love that you said tooth as if this <laughs> neck mouth only has one like snaggly tooth. Again, I feel like that goes without saying. Yeah. Evil, evil and snaggly tooth. For oh, sure. She's terrible. She is she is Tina. She's the worst. The the Russian is violently taking notes right now to get the perfect. He's like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, there's too many contrasting images. Wait, 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 wait. Dial it in. Cross out all the teeth. Just leave one. I I think this is too weird for even the internet to be subjected to. I wanted to be on the show. They're all talking about me. Turn around. Look at me, everyone. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. <laughs> this is becoming like a weird David Lynch. It's like, really this is the David Lynch podcast. I think we've found a problem that is that if Joy and I begin on this, you just have to make it stop because yeah. I'll never Cut. stop. Because it's getting weirder and darker by the moment. I can't I'm stop envisioning you just slowly turning around and her smiling with just one snaggle. <laughs> I right, say, say your name. <laughs> I'm Joy Agridge. I'm Shauna Nyquist. All right, we'll see you guys next week. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Check us out on Facebook and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes app store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Hey guys, pretty sweaty day. I just did six backflips. Soot me.